Pack 2020 series. And we've been reading out of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, this scripture. It says, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we've talked about how Jesus made this impact on his world by doing these things. And last week we talked a lot about how Jesus went around healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And and let me just say this real quick. We prayed for a lot of people last week to be healed, and I believe people were healed, and I heard reports of people being healed and, and that kind of thing. But... That wasn't a one-time deal. We're going to continue to believe and pray for people to be healed here. We believe that the sick can be healed, will be healed by Jesus. Amen? And, and so if you're here this week and we're not preaching about healing and you're sick, we want to still pray for you and see you healed. Hallelujah. Because we know that Jesus does that. So God has called us all to make an impact on our world. And, and, he, and just like Jesus, who went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, he made an impact. God has called us to make an impact on our world. So the big idea this morning of this sermon is going around doing good should be a natural outflow of the Christian life. If we're born again and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and Jesus lives inside of us, Doing good for people, doing good in our community, doing good in our world should just be a natural outflow because that's what Jesus did. Amen? And if Jesus is inside of us and it says that's what Jesus did, that should just be a natural outflow. And and so going about doing good in our community, in our neighborhoods, in our homes, places we work, places we go to school, places we worship, all those things should just be a natural outflow. God called us to be the salt of the world, the salt right and the light of the world he called us to make an impact he called us to be doing good things like he did just like you saw people being recognized earlier for that's doing good right that's good works and I don't want you to believe for a moment that salvation is about works the Bible is very clear about this this is not a works for salvation mentality I'm talking about today because the Bible says that we're not saved by our works or good works but we're saved by grace through faith right and, and, but here's the thing. The Bible is very clear that as Christians, we should be doing good works. Not to earn salvation, but it should just be a natural outflow of who we are because Jesus is inside of us, right? So, I mean, there's a scripture in, in Ephesians 2 that says, for, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago so he he saved us he created us because he has good works for us all to do and he those good works were assigned to us even before we were born before we ever came upon the earth he he had an assignment or assigned months for each of us these good works for us to be doing and i believe that one of the things that will be judged upon when we when we're standing before the judgment seat and, and and jesus is is opening the books and he's going through all this stuff It's, did you do the good works that were assigned to you long ago? Well, I did this, I did this, I did this. But did you do what I assigned you? Did did you do what you were designed to do? Did you do the works that I I had planned for you? Because I believe that everything else is going to be wood, hay, and stubble. But if we're doing the things that God's called us to do, there's going to be rewards for that. 
And I want you to understand that. So God didn't just save us so that we could go, no more hell. Good deal. I, I, I'm just going to cruise on out the rest of my life now. Just, just keep it calm. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm on my way to heaven. I think he saved us so we could go to heaven. But I also believe he saved us so that we could be representations of Jesus on the earth. And if Jesus went about doing good, we should be doing, going about doing good to those people around us. It should be said of believers, those are the best people in the community. Those are the best employees I have. Those are the best behaved students in the whole school. Those are the nicest customers I have. Those people are, are the, I love to see those people come into my place of business. I love to see those people show up at a party. I love to see, because they're the best people. They're always serving people and being good to people and helping people and being nice to people and loving on people. And they're, they're, they're helpful and all those things. Why? Because that's who Jesus was, right? And we should be the same. So the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? You will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds or your good works shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. I'm going to read that last. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So I want to make something sort of clear about this Impact 2020. We're going to be going out and doing good. We're going to, through different ways, and I'm excited to find out all the different ways we're going to do it because I don't know all the ways yet. I know what we're doing now. I know what we're going to do in February. I know some of the months. I don't know all the months. But we're going to be going about doing good and impacting our community and impacting the people who live in our community for this reason. So that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. The purpose of us lifting up the name of Jesus, the purpose of us loving people is so that the world will know who our heavenly Father is. He, the world will know, the Bible says this, that the world will know that we're his disciples by the way we love each other, right? Not, not by, well, he, he, he doesn't do that, and he doesn't do that, and he doesn't do that, so he must be a Christian. No, the way the world will know, he loves people. When I meet this guy, I can tell he loves people. He loves the people he worships with. He loves his family. He loves his community. He loves People And so when we're going about doing good, whatever good is, what, whatever good the, that God calls you to do, maybe it's mowing somebody's yard, maybe it's baking somebody's cake, maybe it's taking their garbage cans out or bringing them back in, maybe it's helping them when they're in financial need, maybe it's watching their children for them so they can have a date night, maybe it could be a lot of different things, right? But if God calls us to do it, it's going to impact lives, and it's going to cause people to praise our Heavenly Father. And I think that one of the things that we need to do is be constantly asking, God, how can I bless the people that I come in contact with today? How, how can I go about doing good today? 
And it doesn't have to be something that's going to change the world overnight. Maybe it's just letting someone that's, you know, you, you see a, a little single mom or a mom with a bunch of kids and they're, they're in line and, and the kids are going nuts and they're screaming and crying and like they do always, they always choose to do that at Walmart and Kroger, right? They get in the buggy, they start screaming. That's, I don't know, the buggy must hurt them. That's just what happens. My kids did it, your kids did it, your kids are going to do it. That's what happens. And so instead of being aggravated and going, man, I'm going to get in front of her so I can get out of here quick, maybe going, you know, maybe the thing to do is let her in front of me. She needs to get those kids in the car and get them home. I can wait a few minutes. It doesn't have to be something that changes the world. But just doing something good. Amen? So, so there's a, it's interesting. So I just read Matthew chapter 5, verses, verse 16 that says, Let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. That's Matthew chapter 5. Now, if you, depending on how your Bible's made, but if you turn the page to Matthew chapter 6, the very next chapter, Jesus still speaking says this, watch out, don't do your good works publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the rewards from your Father in heaven. Well, Jesus, which one is it? Am I supposed to let my good works shine before men? Or am I supposed to not do my works in public? Which one is it? Now, we know Jesus wasn't schizophrenic. We know Jesus didn't change his mind. And we know Jesus didn't just do stuff to mess with us. But I want you to read these two with me, or listen to me read these very carefully and slowly. So in chapter 5, he says, Let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Now, in chapter 6, just a few verses down, watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do it as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything will reward you. So here's, here's what I see the difference. In chapter 5, he says, do this so that people can see, so that your heavenly Father will be honored. Don't do it publicly so you will be honored. I think it's the attitude and the motive that we go about doing good. If we go about doing good in the public, so if we go out here, light the night, that's a very public thing. We go out here and we're lifting up the name of Jesus. We're praying for people and we're talking about Jesus. But if we do that for the purpose of lifting up the name of our Father, lifting up the name of Jesus, bring honor to his name, then he says, that's awesome. That's what you're supposed to be doing. If you're going out paying someone's lunch bill or you're going out giving away $20 bills, so everybody go, man, that guy Mark Huff, he's awesome. then it's for my glory. And he says, there's no reward in that. And I think that as we go about doing good, what God's calling us to do is check our motives. If my motive in blessing my neighbor is to point to Jesus, there's reward in that. And my heavenly father is honored. If I'm doing my neighbor some good so that I can go tell everybody, guess what I did for my neighbor yesterday? Hey, hey guys, come around. I want to tell you what I did for my neighbor. Yesterday I mowed his yard. Awesome. I, man, am I awesome? I mowed my neighbor. Yeah. I mowed my neighbor's yard. I'm a Christian. 
That's all the reward I get. I got to mow his yard and I got to sweat and I got to thank you, right? But if I do it for my father so that people will honor Jesus and so that the name of Jesus can be lifted up, then there's reward for that and our heavenly father's lifted up. See, we're supposed to be going about doing good, right? Loving on people, being good to them. And Isaiah chapter 58 says this. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then, your, then, 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 after you do these good things, then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then, when you call, the Lord will answer, yes, I am here. He will quickly hear. He'll quickly reply. Do you see how doing good and walking in the glory and the presence and the blessing of God goes hand in hand. It, it's, to make it very simple, it's sowing and reaping, guys. It's, I'm going to sow good into people's lives. I'm going to do good to people. I'm going to love on people. When, they're, when they've been around me, they're going to walk away blessed. Again, it doesn't have to be something earthly changing, world changing, just blessing people. And it says here that we do things by blessing them when they're hungry. I, I, I listened this past week and... It really blessed me. I know some others have done this too. I, uh, Richard had a, a recording of our last great day of prayer, and I, I listened to it this week. And if you get a chance, I don't know how many copies he's got, but if you get a chance to get a copy of that and listen to it, it, it will bless you. Because sometimes in a service like that, there's so many things going on, I feel like I miss stuff, right? You know, I'm worshiping, I'm, somebody just prayed something that convicts me, so I'm saying, Lord, forgive me, and I'm not hearing what they're saying next, or, you know, whatever it is, and I, you know, but I got to listen to it, and one of the things that, when, when George was, was speaking, he said, uh, and this may not be word for word, but he said, if you try to tell somebody about Jesus that's not eaten in three days, they're not going to hear anything you say. But if you feed them, then they're going to listen to almost anything you have to say for a little while, Right? And I, and I believe that there's this place where we, if we go in with love and goodness and kindness and we're doing good, it opens, it opens people's hearts. It opens people's hearts to hear the gospel. It, so so if, if you go in with cookies, you go in with pizza, you go in with money, you, you clothe somebody that doesn't have any clothes, you feed somebody that doesn't have any food, Right? You help somebody with a bill that didn't have any way of paying. Uh, there's all kinds of, and I'm not saying it's all about money. Sometimes it's just doing a service. It's just being uplifting, encouraging someone, having an encouraging word, putting an arm around them, telling them, I'm with you, I'm praying for you, a lot of different things. But if we go in with that, it opens up the door, and then it also brings the presence. Do you see how it brings the presence of God into the place by doing good? Just a few more scriptures. In James chapter 2, verse 26, it says, Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. So he's saying, listen, if you've got all kinds of faith, 
What does Paul say in 1 Corinthians chapter 13? If you've got faith to move the mountains, if you don't have love, you're nothing. James is saying, if you've got all kinds of faith, yes, you believe in Jesus, you're a Christian, but you're not doing anything good, you're not doing any good works, your faith is dead. If, if all your faith is to get you into heaven, your faith is dead. But if your faith is about blessing other people, edifying other people, building other people up, seeing the, the sick healed and Seeing, seeing those who are discouraged, encouraged, and seeing those who are in need, their needs met, and blessing people, then your faith is alive. Because then you're calling on the name of Jesus to bless these people, and your faith becomes alive. It's dead if all it's about is just me. The Christian life is not about me. It's never been about me. It never will be about me. It will never be about coming into four walls and just having good services, although it's awesome to have a great service and it's awesome to come. The Bible tells us we're supposed to gather together and we're supposed to worship together and we're supposed to preach together. We're supposed to do all these things together, but if that's where it ends, we're missing it because God has called us to go out into our world and do good and be representations of Jesus. Jesus didn't set up a church. First church is Nazareth. Everybody come see me. If y'all want to hear something, I'm going to have a good message on Sunday morning. He moved about all the time. And I'm not, I, I'm not suggesting that we try to do that. I mean, that's, we're not, we can't all just pick up and move around all the time. I know that. But the Lord takes us through different paths and different avenues every day of our, our week, right? And in all those places, we can be Jesus to the lost world. We can be a representation of Jesus to people who are looking for Jesus. We can be strength to people who are weak. We can be hope to people who are hopeless. Right? In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16, it says, Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. So you're looking to please God? You want to make God happy? Then don't forget to do good and share with those in need. Every time you share with someone in need, whether it's food or money or labor or time or energy or what, when you're sharing with people in need, you're making God happy. Don't we want to make God happy? <laughs> when we do good, those are the sacrifices that God enjoys. So when we're pleasing God when we do good. When we do good, God's happy with us. That's it's pretty simple. But listen, if there's anything I want to do, I want to, I want to make God happy, right? And so when I bless other people, I'm pleasing God. Okay, one last scripture. I've read this every week. John 14, 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me, this is Jesus speaking, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Now, a lot of people have tried to explain that verse in a lot of ways. Well, it doesn't mean this. He surely didn't mean that. Okay, so if, if you read a statement that he will be greater than Michael Jordan, what's the first thing you're thinking about? What's he going to be greater at? Basketball. Because that's what Michael Jordan went around doing. Basketball. If he, if we say he will do greater things than Bill Gates, what are we thinking? Computers, making money. 
Because that's what he did. Nobody says he or she is going to be greater than Michael Jordan or going to go, well, surely they don't mean basketball because that's impossible. So they must mean that, I don't know, he'll make shoes better. But sometimes we read this when it says that we're, we're supposed to do the thing, same things Jesus did and even greater. We want to say, surely doesn't mean raising the dead, healing the sick. Turning a few pieces of fish and a few pieces of bread into a meal that feeds 5,000. That's not what that means. It can't mean that. So, isn't that, isn't that crazy? I mean, but we want to explain it away because it seems so far-fetched, but Jesus is the one who's saying this. You will do the same works I've done. If you think about the things that Jesus did, he saw someone hurting, he met the need. He said he had compassion. They were sick, touched them, healed them, rebuked the sickness that came out. Cast out demons because it was afflicting the people. Saw them hungry, he fed them, right? He went around doing good. He went around doing miracles. And I believe that God's calling his church to do the same thing. And we're the church, right? We're part of the church. God's calling us to go about doing good. And I just want to encourage you. You begin asking God every morning before you leave the house, God, who is it I can bless today? God, what kind of good work can I do today? We're not earning salvation. I want to make that clear again. We're not, works aren't earning salvation. It just should be a natural outflow. And we know it pleases God, right? So, so when I bless somebody, I'm worshiping. Right? Let me read that scripture to you one more time. And don't forget to do good and share with those in need. Those those are the sacrifices that please God. Now, often if you look in the Old Testament, sacrifice was considered worship. It was an act of worship. So if, if I bless somebody, if you bless somebody, if you meet somebody's need, you do something good, that's an act of worship. Don't, don't confine worship to what we do here together on Sunday morning. That is a big, powerful part of worship, and we should never forsake that, and we should just keep pressing into that and pressing into that worship, the worship that, that they lead us in. Every Sunday morning, we need to keep. But I'm also saying that we can worship by meeting somebody's need on a Tuesday afternoon. We can worship by being good to our neighbor. We, we can worship when we choose to do good rather than evil. And I'm not talking about shooting somebody, but cutting somebody off in traffic or waving at them funny because they, they, they're driving too slow or they cut you off. I mean, just choosing, I want to bless this person rather than harm this person. I'm going to forgive this person rather than being bitter against them, right? I'm going to choose to love them instead of being aggravated at them. All those things that's doing good, it's an act of worship. So God's calling us, guys, in this next year, in this season. He always has, but with intentional focus in this next year, to do, go about doing good. And I hope you're on board with that. If you're, if you're sitting here this morning, band can come on up. Uh, if you're sitting here this morning and you're going, you know, I, I don't know about that, good, doing good stuff. 